And we're back. Hey. What's up? I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I want to kill you. Uh, nothing's new. All right. We had a week off. Yeah. I went out of town. West Virginia. West Virginia. I heard the banjos. The banjos were playing all the way up the mountain. And I literally slept for probably 20 hours in one That's day. That's ridiculous. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. I have a sleep disorder. Yeah. So. According to my. According to my studies, yes, you do. To my doctor. What's it called? A physician. Yeah. Primary care physician. Mm. Mm. All right. You want to go? Sure. Okay. What's wrong? I mean, I, I'm just... Oh. What's that noise? I don't know. Probably the dishwasher? Oh, yeah. I think it Or was. are you flinging that thing around? No, it was the dishwasher. Yeah. It's that low grumbling noise. Oh. It's probably the dishwasher. Yeah. Or the dog. I thought it was him, like, growling, oh. but he was like, what's that noise, too? Oh. So. So I did, um, oh, we should probably tell the people, the five people listening, what we decided to do. Oh, because yeah, that's right. Last time, we, did, we couldn't decide, so we just left it up to um, surprise. Mm -hmm. So we are doing, since this is our 30th episode, yay, we're doing um, people who murdered at least 30 victims. 30 or more, yeah victims that's what at least 30 means. i know no i know i know i know yeah so that's I what we decided to do yeah and i did carl dinky i don't know if that's actually how it's pronounced but that's how i'm gonna pronounce it sounds good to me d-e-n-k-e yep that's right dink yep no it's dinky dinky carl dinky carl D with a k dinky carl with a k not a c like binky but dinky no. Okay. No. Like a den. Like a like a bear den. Bear. Yeah. With K E at the end. Mm. Uh. Dinky. Okay. Also okay. known. He's also known as the cannibal of Zybus and the forgotten cannibal. Oh wow! So this, this is gonna story, get yeah. He's basically the Polish version of Ed Gein. Mm. Is it Gein? Gein. Uh, everyone says Gein, but it's actually pronounced Gein. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's our European version of Edward. So, here we go. Um, Carl was born February 11th, 1860, in the kingdom of Prussia, which is now Poland. <laughs> That's what it was called then, I guess. No, I thought you were going to kingdom far, far away. He was born in a kingdom far, far away. Far. Kept in the far. highest tower. What anyway. What's it called? What? Kept in the tallest tower. Kept in the highest I don't room remember. of the tallest yeah, tower. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's guarded what by a dragon. Okay. Dragon. Okay. Um. So yeah, he was born 1860. Um, to a family of farmers. And he was often described as a quiet and soft-spoken child who was difficult to raise. I mean, hmm. quiet and soft-spoken, that sounds pretty easy to me. 
Yeah. But apparently he was difficult to raise. At the age of 12, he ran away from home. Yeah. His actions speak louder than his words. Which were few and far between. Right. Because he was quiet and soft-spoken. After graduating from elementary school, he became um, the apprentice of a gardener and made a life for himself by the age of 25. How sweet. You know, back when you could do that. When you had $5 and you were, like, wealthy. Yeah. And now you... $5 is not shit. Live with your parents until you were 30. <laughs> well, not you. But well, not me, but, yeah. Typically. Or you. Me. Yeah. So, Dinky's father um, died, and his older brother inherited their childhood home. Um, while Dinky received a portion of um, inheritance money, which he used to buy land. Um, and he tried his hand at farming, like his parents, but he failed because he wasn't very good at it. And um, he sold the land as a result of his failure. So, with this money um, that he subsequently got back, mm -hmm. he purchased a house um, in the city area but because of um, inflation due to World War One at the time um, he was forced to sell it um, his house was then turned into an apartment complex however he refused to move out because that was his house and they weren't going to make him move out of his own house <laughs> that's so um, weird even if he was forced to sell it so he lived in one of the apartments um on the ground floor. Um, and this apartment was right next to a shop where um, that he owned and operated mm. where he sold uh, meat, leather belts, shoelaces. Which later is human and stuff. suspenders. Is that right? Did I get it right? I don't know. Okay, so Dinky also worked as an organist at the local church and was well-liked in his community. Often affectionately referred to as Papa, or Papa Dinky. Um, I like it when they call me Big Papa. No? No. Uh, okay. Um, by people in the community. So I thought it was So he was so gentle and, like, soft-spoken and f kind and stuff that people just, like thought of him as their like big papa no <laughs> like a fatherly figure yeah like a papa stop <laughs> you're so annoying <laughs> okay so but shortly after in 1906 so he's how old at this point 46 uh yeah, sure he's 46 years old he quit his membership in the church strange hmm so, for unknown reasons, they can't figure it out. They're not sure why. He began murdering homeless vagrants and poor travelers. That sucks. That's unfortunate. Yeah. His first known victim was a female named Ida Lawner um, in 1903, just three years before he stopped going to church. Ha, ha, ha. Dinky, um, he kept a ledger that recorded all of his murders. Oh, that's weird. So, like a teenage girl, every day he wrote in his diary. Yeah, that's crazy. But instead of about a boy or 
some girl that was mean to him, he wrote about the people he killed. Huh. Um, he's also believed to have sold the flesh of his victims as meat to unsuspecting customers. Uh, so you were right. I was right. All right. So That's gross, too. Since this happened so long ago, it was kind of hard to keep a track of... Um, keep a track of? Keep keep a track of uh, who exactly he murdered when because mm-hmm. they were vagrants and um, just, uh, right. what's it called? People that blow-ins came into town. Blow-ins? Um, I've never heard that before. Is that right? It might be. I don't know. People, I'll what's look. it called? People just come into town. And Wanderers? Leave. I have no idea. I keep wanting to say bystander, but that's definitely no. not right. Blow-ins? Um, so, yeah, it was hard to, like, exactly keep track, but um, you know what? I'll get to it later. So, on December... Are you listening? Yeah, I'm looking up what blow-ins means. On December 21st, 1924, so he's 64 years old at this time. 64. I can't find it, by the way. I, I've never heard that phrase, but I know what you mean. Just people who come in and go, yeah, pass, pass, passerbys. Passerby. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to keep track. So on December 21st, 1924, so he is 64 at this time, a bloodied man named um, Vincennes Oliver stumbled out into the streets and screamed out for help. He's also covered in blood. Hmm. Like, the top of his head is just pouring blood. And it's all over him. Can you imagine? No. Walking by and some man busts out of a Be building. Be like, get the fuck away from me. I was like, help run. me. Covered in blood. Okay. So, Bye. Um, so, Dinky's upstairs neighbor actually came out and helped the, um, Vincent's... Uh, and they, like, got a doctor there. And after the doctor tended to um, his wounds, he said that um, uh, Vincent managed to mutter that Papa Dinky attacked him with an axe. Papa Dinky attacked me with an axe. That's what he said. That's exactly how he said it. Hmm. But he probably said exactly it like in that. Polish language. Um, so... They were like, yo, Dinky, what's going on? And they went up to question him, and um, he was like, no, no, he tried to attack me, so I just defended myself. Mm. Um, so then they realized the truth, and he was arrested and questioned, brought in for questioning. Um, he was placed in a holding cell. After his arrest, and at 11.30 p.m., the day of his arrest, Carl Dinky hanged himself in his jail cell. Because he's guilty. I mean, that's kind of what that says to me. Yeah. All right. So It's just like Pamela Hupp, whenever (laughs) she got caught. And tried to kill herself? Yeah. Yeah. With Um, the tampons on her... uh, The maxi pads. Yeah, maxi pads on her neck. Yeah. Um, so the authorities were like, hmm, this is really weird. So they, um, told Carl Dinky's next of kin, they were like, hey, um, he just hanged himself. 
in his jail cell and they um, went to his apartment to search it on Christmas Eve. So they enter, they open the door to his apartment and they're hit with an overpowering powering smell, <laughs> overpowering smell of vinegar. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So they were like, actually, that's not that weird for it to smell like vinegar in here because he ran a store where he pickled oh, meats oh. and other things. So okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why it smelled like vinegar. Um, but police found the gruesome truth of his murders and cannibalism. So they found pickled people in there. Wow, the exact number of his victims is unknown. Dinky's The Little Diary, he had, had, so he had 31 names recorded in this ledger, oh, including huh. Vincent's Oliver, the man that escaped and survived. Um, so did he document what, So I he guess? wrote him down that the guy escaped, so that uh, led police to believe that he had at least 30 victims. Yeah. Um... But due to the large number of body parts found in his home, Dinky's body count was estimated to be as high as 42 or higher. Hmm. Um, and a detailed report of what was found includes. Are you ready? Are you ready? No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not ready. <laughs> get ready. 16 femurs. That is the large thigh bone. Um, 16 femurs of well, which... Well, so that could be eight people. Oh, you're still... Of which one pair of remarkably strong ones, two pairs of very thin ones, and six pairs of two left femurs. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I just hit the mic. Um, 15 medium-sized pieces of long bones, four pairs of elbow bones, Seven heads of radi. I don't know what that means. Oh, I didn't Google it. Oh, wait. Is that? Is like it like the radius, but yeah. it's like the top bone That's piece? That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Sure, let's Probably. go with it. So nine of the, or seven of those, nine lower parts of that same bone, I'm guessing. Eight lower parts of the elbow. Um, They're finding everything but the skulls. I know. What did he do with those? A pair of upper shin bones... Um, a pair of lower elbows and radii, of which extremities still remain well connected. Gross. A pair of upper arms and a pair of upper arm heads. A pair of collarbones. Two shoulder blades. Eight heels and ankle bones. 120 toes and... Phalant... You know what? We're just going to skip over that. Phalanges? No, it well. It says phalansk. <laughs> wait, P H A F L A N X. Lance. Mm. You know, when you're starting to read off the some of these, though, you're kind of sounding like the, um, you know, on the first day of Christmas. A pair of collarbones, two shoulder blades. <laughs> Eight heels and ankle bones, 120 toes, <laughs> 65 feet and metacarpal bones, and five <laughs> first ribs and 150 pieces of ribs. That's disgusting. That is morbid. So we right. found a lot. Not yeah. as morbid. So the suspenders and shoelaces and all of that were made out of human hide. 
they found. Oh. Yeah. Um, he took to um, slaughtering his victims like cows in a slaughterhouse. What I is what I read. Like hanging them up upside yeah. down. Remember that one movie we watched and there's that chick who was upside down, hanging upside down, and he started, like, sawing her in half? Yeah, from, like, the badge down. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It was cheesy, clown. yeah. It was cheesy as can be. The Terrifier? The yeah, the that's terrifier. what it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Netflix. Bad, gory movie, if you're into that. And then we just uh, watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You just watched Killer Clowns. <laughs> that was... The worst shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I was out as soon as they caught the dog in the beginning, and it went. <laughs> I was like, "Peace." I didn't want any part of it. So, the police found out that um, Papa Dinky would get his victims by. Um, well, he would obviously find these vagrants or these um, these poor travelers. He would see them, or um, he also. <coughs> carried the cross at his church's uh, funerals. A lot of the funerals held at the church he attended, he would carry the cross for. And when... Um, like Kevin Ball in, in uh, yeah, Shameless. In Shameless. <laughs> so when um, like homeless people or I guess vagrants, I should say, would go to that or like poor people would go to that, he would offer them. Also, World War One created a lot of vagrants and poor travelers mm -hmm. so when he would come upon someone like that he would be like hey i you can stay at my place for a few days i'll feed you you'll have somewhere safe to stay until you figure out your next move and they would take him up on it and they would never leave his apartment mm, yeah so that's um how he got his. it victims. was just so comfortable in there they never left or he was so inviting and warm oh, hmm. that they never wanted to leave. Mm. 65 feet and a 150 pieces of ribs. <laughs> so, decades later, the case of um, the Zybus cannibal, I think that's how that said, that was where he lived, if you didn't know. Um, it remains mostly forgotten. I had never heard of this. Had you heard of this? No. Yeah. I've never I heard no of this. Idea. Um, I never heard of my my person too. Oh, who do you do? No, you know what? Just tell me. Yeah. When you do it, I'll I'll tell you in a minute. Um. Okay. So, um, it's mostly forgotten. This whole case and um, still much about Denki's life, um, his motives, his methods, and even the exact number of victims remains unknown. So hmm. they basically. They knew nothing about, like, why he did what he did or how right. he did what he did until after he was dead. And they went into his apartment. So they had no idea. That's crazy. He was doing this for decades. Uh, what, what, sorry, what time um, period was this? It was obviously after late, World War One. Late 1800s, early 1900s. Oh, okay. Um, it was during World War yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, and even the, uh... The only known photograph of him, which you can find on his wiki page, his Wikipedia page, um, which is where I got 90% of this information, um, was taken after he committed suicide. It's the only picture. Oh, wait. Oh, I got to see this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just looks like a normal dude. Well, how do you spell his name again? Carl with a K. Dinky. 
I mean, he kind of looks like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, kinda. I don't know. I don't really see it, but he's like shoved into that box, though. Yeah. Like, get when, in there, when fucker. Does he have like, he has like a like 15 coats on. Yeah. Like, maybe they just like buried him in all his clothes. Because they probably had. didn't have heat back then. <laughs> in the prisons. Oh, yeah, that's true, I guess. He looks like an old Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Or something of that nature. Yep. All right, well, and that's Carl Dinky, the cannibal of Zybus. If oh. that's how you say it, probably not, but Poland. Uh, I have no idea. So, I did mine on Gary Ridgeway. Oh, oh, shit. So, you do know this one. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of this Is guy. Is this the Green River Killer? Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks for ruining for me. Oh, I didn't ruin anything for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had no idea about this guy, but yeah, he, yeah. Is he the one that looks like a rat? Uh, yeah, I saw his. I saw his picture earlier. I can't remember now, because I, we're looking at this, dinky guy. Yeah, he does. He looks like a rat. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. His eyes are literally like. Yeah, I guess with that mustache, he kind of looks like a splinter. I don't know who that is. The rat in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, yeah, he looks. (laughs) He looks like he looks like he's judging you. Yeah. Like he his, looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. In his infamous mugshot, he looks like <coughs> um like an old person judging like a young person for like wearing skinny jeans or like a crop top or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like an old guy trying to be a hipster. Yeah, his eyes are literally like so thin. If that makes any sense. Mm, no. Like, they're just in a permanent squint. Oh. Oh, that's racist. He's he, Asian. He's white, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Tell okay. you the freaking story. Anyways, uh, so he's actually initially convicted of 48 murders. Uh, he was known for killing many teenage girls and wo- women in the state of Washington during the 1980s and 1990s. Um, most of his victims were supposedly sex workers and also included underage runaways. Yeah. Uh, he got his nickname after the first five victims were found in the Green River before his identity, identity was actually known. Um, and then his, I guess, method was strangling the victims um, and then usually by hand, but then his later victims were used with like a rope or a shoelace or something. Um, and then he would dump their bodies in forested or overgrown areas in King County. Uh, this all took place in Washington. Did I say that earlier? I think I did. Uh, okay. So, um, and then this is disgusting. He would then often return to the bodies to have sex with their dead corpses. I mean, we learned that in Mindhunter. What? They return to the site to, like, do rituals and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so, November and November 30th, 2001, he was leaving the Kenworth Truck Factory where he worked in Renton, Washington, and he was arrested for the murders of four women at the time, 
whose cases were linked to him because of DNA found on the bodies. We will later get to what DNA was found on the bodies and how they pinned it on him. Uh, so then he had a plea bargain, um, which was to disclose the location and confess to more murders, um, of the still missing women and was spared the death penalty and received a life, life, life sentence without parole instead. Um, which sucks, but whatever. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's better to kill them. Or to let them suffer in solitary confinement. But, I mean, yeah. I can go so many. I know, I know. I'm not going to get into politics. We're not going to get into politics. I was just planning on it. I'm just saying. I don't know. Because you, at one time, you know, you want to be like, hang the son of a bitch. But then, yeah. You don't want to waste taxpayer money on this. Right living sack of poop but then you think they'll be probably miserable just sitting in a room but all the time they're also like sociopaths so they have like no remorse right yeah exactly so it's not like they're gonna learn yeah 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 we yeah we could go all day on this anyways uh gary grew up in salt lake city utah and was the second child of three sons are you paying attention yeah are you sure yes okay his home life was known to be troubled, um, and his relatives described his mom as arrogant or domineering. Mm. Um, so we'll like so many we'll, mothers were right. serial killers. So we'll see, and there's more to this too. And that uh, Gary witnessed. Um, oh. Y'all good over there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, many arguments between his parents. His father was a bus driver and was known to often complain about the presence of sex workers. Um, I don't know if it was either while he was driving, they were everywhere or just in stories. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if it like whatever. Hmm. Anyways, Gary had a bedwetting problem mm-hmm. until he was 13. This is where it's weird, too. His mother would wash his balls after every episode. <laughs> they said genitals. I, I spiced it up a little bit. Okay. Anyways, but... Spiced it up. Yeah, but... <laughs> but it's weird that his mom would wash his shit until, yeah, like... At, like yeah, right. He could probably handle that when he's, like, eight, I would say. Uh, I think even before that, honestly start taking showers until i was like six or seven maybe seven. Oh yeah i remember yeah i don't i don't know and so but later i don't know mine age but later he would de- tell defense psychologists so i assume this is where all this information came from uh he would tell defense psychologists that and as an adolescent he had conflicting feelings of anger and sexual attraction toward his mother and also fantasized about killing her. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, though. Understandably. Well, well yeah. Scrubbing the shit out of his balls and his wee-wee, so he's getting... I can't... We can't really hear you. Just your 
far away from the yeah. mic. She's scrubbing the crap out of his balls and his wee-wee, which is making him aroused. Oh, this like, is getting weird. Well, uncontrollably. Like, he's not like, oh, yeah, scrub harder. But, like... You don't know that. He might be thinking that. Well, eventually, maybe he yeah. did. But, like, naturally, your body will just get aroused. So, he was, like, connected those sexual feelings with his mother doing that. Yeah. And the violence of the scrubbing. Right. On top of the fact that he was probably angry at his mom for doing it in the first place, so he wanted to kill her. I'd want to kill my mom, too, if she scrubbed my balls when I was a teenager. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. Anyways, uh, so, and Gary is actually dyslexic and was held back a year in high school. At the age of 16, he stabbed a little little boy um he was i think hold on lost my place here uh oh six-year-old boy i thought it was younger than that a six-year-old boy who survived the attack actually well it is yeah but i was thinking it was like four for some reason Ah, but yeah my leg okay (laughs) uh he led the boy into the woods And then stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. That poor little kid. Youch. And then his IQ was also known to be in the low 80s. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's not good. No. He, yeah. Uh, so he graduated high school somehow in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> if he saw where I went to high school, he'd probably be like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> Married his 19-year-old high school girlfriend. So this guy had three wives, by the way. What? Yeah. Uh, Claudia Craig. He joined the U.S. Navy and was sent to Vietnam. um, And his time in the military involved frequent sex with sex workers and where he contracted gonorrhea. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What? I mean. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Uh, while he was away, his wife actually also had an affair, uh, which later then ended their marriage. Mm. His two, so his second wife, his two marriages actually ended in infidelity on hmm. both ends. So both him and his wives were cheating. Should just probably not get married. Yeah. Or he's just picking winners. Well, he's choosing, he's not doing the right thing either. So can't just blame them yeah uh so his wife his second wife is the one who actually came out though and said that um he had placed her in a chokehold one time and was oddly becoming extremely religious during their time together Hmm. yeah so they said he would uh like um he would insist that the wife follow the strict teachings of their pastor and he was just over the top um, he was known to overly react to sermons and when reading the Bible, like start crying is what it said. Yeah. So he was becoming odd, you know, odd behavior um, during their marriage. So she probably wanted to run anyway. Yeah. Uh, before the cheating. <laughs> Throughout his murder spree in the 80s and 90s, he was actually believed to have killed at least 71 teenage girls and women. But all of them were not proven. Um, he said he uh, killed so many that he lost count. 
and that um, and so most of his victims obviously were found in in or near the Green River um, in Seattle, Tacoma National Airport. Um, but two of the bodies that he later confessed to were actually in Portland, Oregon, hmm. which are obviously which is not that far. Yeah. Um, the bodies. What is it? Three hours, something uh, like that. Yeah, Tacoma is like two, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Seattle's three. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember we made, we made that drive in a. Three hours. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Portland to Seattle. Yep. And the uh, bodies were left in clusters, sometimes posed and usually nude. Hmm. He claimed like. What was the first part left in clusters? What was left in clusters? The bodies. Oh, he just like piled them up in yeah. the same spot. Yeah, because later he show he shows prosecutors where he f- like left a few of the bodies. Ew. Yeah, disgusting. Well, the sometimes posed is kind of gross too. Probably from his necrophilia, which is gross. Anyways, uh, he claimed later that he did not. Oh yeah, this is weird too. He did not find necrophilia more sexually satisfying but he did it often in between times of having sex with a person who was alive just so he could like fill that void I guess which is gross that's what a psycho does yeah flashlight's for like (laughs) you don't need to do a dead body yeah he's disgusting um since most of his victims only ended up uh being skeletons by the time they were found um three of them were actually never identified mm. yeah which uh couldn't they do that by dental records and stuff though they but had yeah if they had them like yeah that's true uh he would use the dump sites for their belongings as well but sometimes took their stuff across state lines away from the body mm. which would make more sense but instead he would just dump it all at once um, around 1985, um, this was the time Gary was dating his third wife. Um, and this is what was weird about it is because she said that whenever they started dating and when she moved, uh, so like she moved in shortly after, uh, she said that he did not have carpet in his house when she moved in. Now she believes that he probably wrapped a body in that carpet. Hmm. So... Yeah, no, it was never proven or known, but yeah. Or maybe uh, he just wasn't a carpet dude. Mm, yeah. Maybe uh, he preferred hardwood floors. <laughs> maybe. Wait, we don't have any carpet. Are you a murderer? <laughs> no, you are. Why me? Because you can't even do a single push up. <laughs> do you think I can wrap a body in uh, a something? Anyway, by myself. Uh, so she said that she would uh, leave early. Uh, sorry, she said that he would leave early for work, um, and said that he was going in early for overtime pay. But now she thinks that he was going on these killing sprees this is the weird thing though is apparently while they were married uh his murder rate or his kill rate went down to only three while they were murdered so married married, yeah uh so they i don't know how much 
because he was like yeah right satisfied with life well that's what they said she said that she thinks she believes she saved lives by being with him whatever helps you sleep yeah no shit um okay so the now how he got caught is they found microscopic paints spray paint spheres as a specific that was from a specific brand that was used at that Kenworth factory during the specific time that these murders were taking place. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Especially because this was, what, the uh, the 80s and 90s. So, yeah. like, to even have that kind of, you know, stuff to find that at the yeah. time and pinpoint it to that one spot. Man, they're good. Yeah. PIs and detectives and stuff. Yeah. They're good. And so, um, yeah, good on them to put the pieces together, too. Uh, 2003, Gary led prosecutors to three more bodies, and uh, one of them was actually only 40 feet off of the highway. What? Yeah, which I, man, you think that would have been found, but. Um, and then November 23rd, 2005, a hiker found a skull in a wooded area near Highway 18 near Isakawa. Isakawa? I don't know. Um, Native American. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, Native American name things Walt. in Washington. Washington. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Which is southeast of Seattle. Um, and then one of the, uh, which was one of the 48 women admitted in his 2003 plea bargain. Hmm. What would um, you do if you're mountain biking like you usually do and you found a skull? Uh, I would first be freaked out, like, <laughs> what's around here? Because then again, yeah, they do come, come back to their sites. Is he around? And I don't know. I would call the police, obviously. Hmm. But I would hope that I'm not by myself. <laughs> You could help. You could, you know, bike faster than you yeah. could run. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he finally confessed to forty-eight murders, which forty-two of them were already on a. Uh, I just put it in quotes, like uh, we think it's the Green Killer River. Green River. Green River Killer list. Like so, they they already suspected that it was him, forty-two of them, and he, you know gave them a little more um so on december 31st 2003 he claimed to have murdered the 71 people in his confession he claimed to target sex workers because they were easy to pick up and that he hated most of them Hmm. well the feeling is mutual (laughs) he claimed to have bear uh to uh, he claimed sorry i can't talk he claimed to have buried his later victims so that he could resist the urge to commit necrophilia. Oh. I know. I'm so curious about the urge to Yeah, I know. Commit and necrophilia. Like he had to like consciously like try to prevent himself from doing it in the future. That's He was trying to better himself. <laughs> Don't give this guy excuses. I'm not. Um, that was sarcastic. And I know. He is parent, uh, currently placed in solitary confinement at Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla. Walla 
in uh, 2015, he was, <laughs> this is funny. So early 2015, he was transferred to a high security federal prison in Canyon City, Colorado. And then they were like, no, take this son of a bitch back. So then <laughs> that same year, the later in that year, he returned to um, Washington to be easily accessible for open murder investigations. Mm. I don't know if they used him for, I guess, questioning or uh, if he could provide information on other serial killers, which the timeline would actually meet up somewhat around those uh, Mindhunter guys, I guess, 80s. I know the show takes place in the 70s, but, I mean, it took them a while to really get going well, that's so what ted bundy did yeah he was like hey I'll so there was help you. they i think didn't ted yeah. bundy help them yes capture uh-huh him? Yeah, yeah so that was what i was going to talk oh. about too okay. but yeah yeah so ted bundy actually helped kind of he was like hey i know how this guy thinks yeah because i think the same way I right help yeah. you capture yep. him. exactly yeah which is crazy and then uh so he obviously had a lot of people he killed, but there was one notable one, which I found crazy, is that there was a mother of an NBA player, Martel Webster, and she disappeared when he was just four years old. Oh, that's where the four-year-old came from. She mm-hmm. disappeared when he was four years old. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like a big time, like he, big NBA player. He's not playing anymore, but. Never heard of him. I know, well, I, know, I don't follow nba either but um he was a professional for 10 years 05 to 2015 so um he obviously was pretty established so yeah i thought it was interesting kind of crazy so that's it is there not anything How how many years did he get in prison uh it's uh it was some 70 years or some shit like that mm. it was he will be there forever Until he yeah well because there was like he got one sentence and then he would kept confessing to more so then they would just keep tacking on stuff except like he's already going to be there forever yeah. so yeah hmm. yep that's all i have to say about that wow that's messed up yeah I think it's messed up how Ted Bundy helped him, helped the police. Because he was probably trying to think of how he could get out of it. Yeah. But. Get on people's good side. Yeah. Kiss ass like he always yeah. did. Fuck him. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you know what would be cool? I thought of when we were talking about Ted Bundy was like, if on season three of Mindhunter, they'd like do Ted Bundy and it's Zac Efron that plays him. Like in the oh, movie. yeah, yeah. Like in Cause, the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. The viciously... Whatever, yeah. Vile something. Name, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, they better do a season three. show is so good. Yeah, it is. So, okay. I have one for next week, but I can't... I don't know what category it could go in. What is it? Tell me. Pause it. She's like... No, she's like a killer mother. I didn't pause it. What state? I don't know. Is it Diana Downs? I can't remember the name. Is it Yolanda, whatever her name No. Is? No, I, I will. Diane Downs, probably. I She's have the one no that idea. shot her kids Well, hungry like. No, 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 no,
I can't remember her name. I'm trying to look. I searched it this morning when I was making coffee, but I don't remember it. Well, I think we should do, we were just talking about this with someone. I can't remember who, but how crazy, oh, it was in my class. You were talking about how crazy the state of Florida is. Not everyone there is just crazy. And Hoosier? And it's just an insane state. And, like, the crimes that happen are just wild. So I was thinking we could do... Yeah, Dexter was in Miami. Yeah, cases that have been in Florida. Mm, okay. Okay. If you want, yeah. that's what you want. All right. Okay. Florida next week. Bye.